this uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon Joe, I'm host, Dan. No, no, Dan, only Nick. That's right. Dan's out for work, and so we're going to stick uh to the i don't know what do you want to call this nick you and dan have your cute little pet name when you guys do a show this is new territory for us yeah nick Nick and dan save the world shows are pretty fun uh but we had to bring in one of our favorite people uh to make a a triumvirate of um, today's episode DPZ, David Pastor, welcome back to the podcast thank you i'm not sure what happened to your favorite person but i am here so thanks for inviting me (laughs) yeah I mean, he just showed up, but yeah. uh, our <laughs> favorite person is going to come back someday. You guys, sorry, favorite person. <laughs> we uh, we just threw the Zoom link in a group chat with a lot of guests and playing a little bit of roulette, and here we go. It's, it's uh, deep easy, so we're excited for this one. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to be for back. Sure. Well, you know, we worked around your schedule. Pretty pretty intense rider to get you on the show, but we. We accommodated, which is great. So, uh, look, this is going to be the uh, Watford match review. Obviously, midweek, uh, so we'll probably keep it tight, a little bit loose, uh, because it's harder to prepare on such short turnaround. So, uh, first of all, happy Hanukkah to those celebrating. Um, very exciting times. Uh, the the holiday season has begun, and I think they probably get the the winning kudos for starting before the rest of us, Nick. Yeah, I mean they they have they have now. Uh, followed, you know, the advice from the from the mailbag, which is post Thanksgiving, we're good on on starting the holidays, all the decorations, all the celebrating pre Thanksgiving. I can't do. And I know that that's that ruffled some feathers on the on the Thanksgiving mailbag episode. But uh, happy Hanukkah to everyone who's celebrating. Uh, hopefully it's a joyous time for all. All right. And then to immediately shift to the opposite, uh, David, um, a bit of a wild start to the match today. We had a huge break. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had another scary cardiac episode at a Premier League match last time at Newcastle versus Tottenham. Uh, now this time, supporters, players, and both medical staffs uh, jumping into action as best they could. Uh, and just, you know, a, a crazy, crazy way to start this. Well, I guess it wasn't the beginning, but, you know, about eight, nine minutes yeah. in. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's one of those where you... I'm not sure what's what's going on here, but uh, I guess what we should be thankful for is the great response by both medical staffs, um, including the Chelsea ones who actually it seemed like they had to swing into action right away because the Watford medical staff were actually busy treating one of their own players. And then I guess it was Alonzo, a couple couple of the people who were pointing it out to the the referees to, to stop the match and get get that person some help. And fortunately, it sounds like the, the fan was uh, stabilized and hustled across the street to the hospital, which is a fortunate placement for that hospital. Um, but um, I'm not sure. I haven't really heard any updates. I haven't really looked, but hopefully uh, that person will make a full recovery. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think... You know, especially coming out of the Euros this summer and Christian Eriksen's yeah. incident. And, you know, clearly, I think there's a heightened sensitivity to all this kind of stuff in stadiums. And 
uh, you know, it, a stadium's a loud place and it's tough to get, a, you know, large, you know, attention to the right people. Uh, and you know, I think it's just a massive credit to everyone who was just kind of paying attention at the right time and helped get this person the right help, uh, you know, because it's it's just kind of a crapshoot when you're in the midst of 40,000 people and you go down with say, you, know, you can't really move that person. You have to, you know, find the right kind of support for him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely un- underlies the importance of having defibrillators and mm-hmm. uh, the proper uh, proper medical equipment and close at hand. So, no, it's just a, it's a massive credit to everyone who who participated in that and and was able to help get that person to safety. I mean, it, it would have just been a, a horrible incident if if all those steps wouldn't have been followed. So. Uh, yeah, difficult start to a really weird match. I mean, this is, it was not the kickoff to festive fixture season that we wanted necessarily. No, in a very perverse way, Chelsea were the beneficiaries of being able to go back into the locker room and have Tuchel rip their asses, uh, which was much needed, even though it didn't work. So look, that's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about in this one. We're going to be talking about how Chelsea overcame an uncharacteristic performance to beat Watford to remain top of the table. Uh, We'll look at the injury, potentially crisis, and then obviously look ahead at the fixtures because... Uh, you may be able to listen to this podcast, but right after that, we have another match. So uh, no rest <laughs> at this point. Uh, so to kick it off, I always do the three-word match for you to get a temp check where everyone's at. So Nick, going to pass it to you this time. That's right. Taking over for Dan here, but uh, Techie Tiger with the with the winner straight away, which is Medics, our MVP. Uh, you know, just a huge uh, credit to them. Uh, Burt Cube with Silva, Steady Ship. Nice alliteration. Uh, Mike from Rhode Island with Magical Mason Mount. More alliteration. Uh, Craig Ledoux with Tuchel plays Tinkerman, which I like a lot. Uh, Adi Joseph with not the solution. Uh, clever. Uh, Andrew McDougall, uh, our, our buddy from Porto, with al- almost Saul destroying. Tough, but fair. Uh, and then Brandon, what about you? Uh, I said bench mob fumble. A uh, little too much rotation <laughs> today. Uh, clearly... Uh, got a little idea of uh, just how deep the old bench is today, I think. So uh, maybe bring back uh, Barkley, very... question mark? <laughs> is that bring where back we're Barkley at? Is, is, the, is David's three-word match for you? <laughs> Who? Barkley? <laughs> Come no, on. If, if, if Barkley is the answer, what is the question? <laughs> uh, David, what's yours, man? Uh, I hadn't, well, you know. Keeping at PG, I liked somebody said, uh, don't call Saul, which seems obvious. I'm not sure don't cons as, counts as one word, but let's call it. Let's go with don't. Oh, call sure. Saul. It does. Yeah. People have, have mashed all sorts of words together. Hey, we to said MVP get... counts as one word. So, yeah, uh, mine was avoiding mounting pressure. Uh, it's it's getting tight at the top of the table <laughs> and and everyone seems to be winning. So uh, we need. We need to uh, well keep that three spot. three teams. The rest of the league is turns out pretty know, trash. All yeah. mid table, and then yep. there's three good teams. A lot of negative goal difference. Um, <laughs> hmm. All right. Uh, look, I think I think on the three word match reviews, we're just getting a lot of creativity. It's short turnarounds, so we didn't have as many. I think, but you know, there were a some, lot. There were just a lot of like soul type ones and it's just like it's it was kind of low hanging fruit so i only picked a couple of them that's fair 
Yeah, we well, like I said, it's a temp check, so we we kind of got one to uh, to to go from there. But uh, anyways, uh, we wanted to obviously normally go through gratitudes, Apple Podcasts. We don't really have that this time because obviously no Dan, no Apple Podcasts. But instead, Nick, tis the season for Spotify Wrapped posts. Yeah, I mean, if if you're a <laughs> yeah. Spotify listener and and we come up in your Spotify Wrapped, send us a screenshot. And we might uh, we might do something a little special for you. So yeah, DPZ. Uh, just just and if, and if you're like me and you don't listen to Spotify, feel completely left out of everything happening on the internet today. Expose yourself. What do you use? <laughs> Title? Uh, podcast addict. <laughs> no music. <laughs> DPZ listens. To right. No. Oh, music. I use I use Google Music. I have a bone to pick with Google for ending that service. So now it's YouTube Music, which is slightly more terrible. So, send in your screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes that sponsorship. Whoops. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then, and then we're, we are. I, I your think competing is, service. Yes. Sorry. We, we, we have, uh, we, we're doing a little bit of a Cyber Mendy sale this week. Uh, so, we're doing $11 off of our two shirts that are on our Shopify. It is, uh, this post is pinned to our, the top of our Twitter. So, if you want to go over to our, our Twitter feed, it's there. And we've had a fair amount of orders this week already. So uh, so get in where you fit in. I mean, that's pretty clever, right, David? $11 off for all the clean sheets he has. Cyber Mendy. I was even impressed Dan mm. came up with it. Cyber Mendy? Yeah. And, we don't, and we don't like to give Dan credit for anything. <laughs> I mean. Quite, quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it was Watford in the Premier League this past Wednesday, the 1st of December. That is right. December is officially here. We're at Vicarage Road, actually home of Lee Parker. Fun fact. Didn't know if you knew that. He is from Watford. He's from Vicarage Road, the stadium. <laughs> <Yes>. Literally. <laughs> he was so, right there. Look, yeah. You know, if you Google Maps home, it's essentially Vicarage Road for him. The uh, Lee Parker Stadium from now on. Scoreline, uh, Watford 1, Chelsea 2. Uh, or Chelsea, which is how it's spelled in the oh, script. Yeah. <laughs> Goals. See what, see what happened was. <laughs> Goals uh, from Mason Mount and Hakim. No wonder we were terrible. Uh, yeah, as well. <laughs> so uh, we got the goals. Uh, so run to the fifth stand. They're going to run us through the highlights. I hope I can find them uh, so they can remind us how this tragic game went from terrible to good in the end with all three points. Again, thanks to Chelsea and the club for letting us use these. Uh, we'll be right back. Femenia. It's a decent ball from Femenia as well. It's a super save from Edouard Mendy. Oh, Watford certainly on top, aren't they? Does well here, Mendy, doesn't he? Very good save. Really top look, top draws. A good header. Rose heads clear. His cheek back inside. Oh, it might come to Mason Mount here. Mount cut strikes. It's off the post. And the rebound was somewhat sliced in the end by Saul and Watford survive. Oh, so Watford are on the back foot. Maybe we've start the ball rolling. It's a good ball from Rudiger now. Marcus Alonso, Kai Havertz, Havertz very unselfish. And Chelsea have the lead. It's not necessarily looked like it was going to come, but Mason Mount is the man once again for the Blues. It's Watford nil, Chelsea one. Loftus-Cheek Cheek tried to turn away from Moussa Sissoko, though he read exactly what Loftus-Cheek was trying to do. Now he sets Emmanuel Dennis away. Dennis trying to trick his way through. It's through the legs of Antonio Rudiger. And Emmanuel Dennis brings Watford level. A 
Alonso, that's a nice ball forward to Mason Mount. Mount into Ziyech! Get it! And Hakim Ziyech is off and running this season for Chelsea. He's given the ball away a few times since coming on. Havertz again. Ziyech makes the run. Hakim Ziyech is straight down the throat of the goalkeeper. Has finished here. Watford 1, Chelsea 2. Boy, we're setting the bar low on good. <laughs> Very true. Uh, all right, let's kick it off with the lineup. Nick, you think you got this? I, you know, I feel like I can handle this. Yeah, uh, Edouard Mendy, uh, world's best goalkeeper, despite what the Ballon d'Or people have to say. Uh, it, between the sticks, uh, Trev Chalaba just continuing to rack up the the minutes here. Uh, starting at right center back, obviously moved into midfield. We'll talk about that. Andreas Christensen making a not so triumphant return, given all the contract stuff going on and Antonio Rudiger make up the back line. Alonzo and Espilicueta are the wing backs today with Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Saul, uh, called in, uh, for kind of a, a limpy Jorginho. And then a front three of, uh, Christian Pulisic, Mason Mount and Kai Havertz making a, uh, a return to the top of the lineup. So, Kind of a uh, an interesting lineup, David. Six changes from the weekend. Uh, thoughts on on kind of how we went went out in this one? Some of it born out of necessity, I'm sure. Uh, when I saw the lineup, I I don't tweet very often, but I said if we win with this lineup, we should give Tuchel a 20 year contract. <laughs> and then after the first 20 minutes, I said we should give him a 30 year contract. So. Uh, Miss uh, Granoskaya, it's over to you. Tuchel, 2051. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Here we Make go. Tweet. Lifetime contract. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody looked at that lineup and, and asked, what is that midfield? And uh, the answer was about as underwhelming as we're expecting it or in our worst predictions. Otherwise, I mean, the lineup itself, some of it picked itself. I was surprised to see... Christensen in a way, but then also not really. It seems like there's a lot of gamesmanship going on in that situation. I love seeing Chalaba getting another start. Um, and, you know, we don't have much uh, much um, choice with Alonso. Those guys, there's a lot of injuries, a lot of fitness to be managed. There's three games in seven days. So I think a lot of, a lot of it was hands were tied. And uh, Tuco looked at this game and said, this is the easiest game on the schedule for a foreseeable period so let's hope it works well and uh and, and that's where the subs come in uh Kepa, Jorginho, Timo, Ross, Callum and Malang Sar making a, a bench appearance uh, oddly uh with uh substitute appearances from Tiago Silva at halftime because that's how good it was going uh <laughs> Hakim Ziyech and Romelu Lukaku making a more substantial cameo in this one rather than the seven and a half minutes that he got at the weekend. All right. Well, uh, actually as we're, as we're, you know, free, free falling here a little bit and, uh, you know, riffing on our own, I actually found a accidentally found a tweet from off the Joe. It says 50. And what is their 14th Premier League match of the 2021, 22 season? Chelsea have already made 50 changes to their starting 11 this season. The fewest matches in a season to make this many since Manchester United did so in their opening 14 matches of the 09-10 season. Tinker. So is that the one that I put below in the one random stat? 
No, no, I found this on my own. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I'm adding sounds good. value. It's, it's always funny how, <laughs> it how people... <laughs> it's always funny how people pick up on these number of changes like it actually means something. Like, you know, when Lester won the title and people were like, oh, I can't believe they barely make any substitutes or any changes to the lineups. You know, they've used like the fewest number of starting lineups in the history of the Premier League. But like, that's what worked for them. They had a very uh, short uh, team or not short, you know, not deep, <laughs> whatever the opposite of deep is, shallow, shallow. Um yeah, so I mean, they had they had a set eleven, and he he had uh, Ranieri had to play that, and if he didn't, then they probably wouldn't have won the title. Chelsea have a very deep team, so and we are involved in like you know twenty competitions, so obviously Tuchel is gonna rotate as much as he can, keep people fresh as much as he can, reward people for good training. So like tweets like that off to Joe, like doesn't mean anything, but cool. I mean, it is. It's 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 a lot of game time a, for a lot of different trivia. players. It's but. trivia. It's nice, and it's it shows that Tuchel is managing his squad and keeping people happy and rewarding good performances and not rewarding bad performances, by and large. And we will see about that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, nobody's ever talking about how many injuries Chelsea have had this season and yet yeah, are the, leading the Premier League. At the end of the yeah, at the end of the season, they don't wheel out a trophy for most injuries and most lineup changes. But uh, yeah, I think the squad management point is key here. That like, you know, he's used every tool in the mm-hmm. in the tool belt to this point, and it's somehow well, worked to this point ish. Well, Bet Nelly would would say otherwise, but uh, <laughs> any anyways. Uh, so there's our there's our answer. A left wing back. <laughs> there it is, Marcus yeah. Bet Nelly. Get out there, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Marcus, you can do it. He's probably got a lot of miles left in the legs. Uh, here's some top line stats from this one. Uh, Chelsea had eight shots four on target. That was Chelsea. Uh, Watford had 13 shots with six on target. So data point. Uh, Chelsea with 49 percent possession. Um, our pass actually was a bit low today. We had 16 fouls, so they're 18. We had three cautions, they're four. Uh, we had five offsides, they're three. And we actually had no corner kicks to their six, which I don't know, maybe is a frivolous uh stat. Maybe it's That's important. Unique. But the at XG from the uh at XG philosophy saying Watford with a 0.85 to Chelsea's 0.83 XG overachieving XG is a good thing. Uh, especially when you don't pass the eye test whatsoever. Oh no! I mean, this was this was horrible. I mean, the the, the stats are pretty accurate for the eye test in this one. We were we were shit. Um, our our pass accuracy number is usually eighty five or eighty three, you know, somewhere in the in the mid eighties. It was seventy one. Our passes are usually in the six hundreds. We had just shy of four hundred today. Like, the, I mean, this. This tells a pretty accurate story of how how the match went and how little the midfield was was actually used uh, to to move the team forward. I'm, I'm impressed that Watford only has four yellow cards and zero red cards. It, so, you know, solid job by Mister David Coote. Nailed it today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's this one random stat. I don't know if you guys heard this, but fifty. <laughs> <laughs> And what is their 14th premier oh. match? All right, sounds good. Anyways. Solid. Uh, do you got an Envpet shithouse mode of the match? You probably no. don't. I mean, Watford shithoused us. 
Yeah, it would have probably been Icon throwing Pulisic into the into the sideboards over there, the advertising hoardings. It was there was nothing really to. I mean, this was just not very good. So we'll we'll get into it uh, into what Tugel said here in a second. But yeah, no no end pet shit house moment. No XB expected well, bodies because no uh, Reese yeah. James. So yep, takes it out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, we're going to take a quick ad break when we're back. Uh, more, we're just jumping right into the somehow Chelsea taking three points to this match. So uh, thanks to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. We'll be right back. All right, on the flip side, we got the uh, Women's FA Cup preview coming on Friday. Nick, really looking forward to that. Uh, again, it's an FA Cup preview for a massive FA Cup final against London rivals. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. It's a fun episode, so tune in. Very excited about this one. Good. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, first deep dive topic we've got. Uh, Wolf, Chelsea steal three points in an uncharacteristic way. Uh, some interesting quotes from Tuchel. Uh, definitely, I think we've obviously had the pleasure of talking to Matt Law about a law, Matt Law, a lot about Tuchel. There's a lot of similar words in there, all the same. Oh. <sighs> and uh, Tuchel says, we are very sloppy. He said, it's a very unusual performance for us. We were not ready. I'm involved in that. I have to get the team ready and prepare them for what's coming. For the first time, we were completely underperforming as a team. We did not cope well with the first balls, the pressure, the second balls. It's one thing to win or lose challenges, but we did not even find them. We had the chance to speak about it in the break. And again, at halftime, we tried to give easy messages because it was obvious we struggled in the buildup. We needed to do the basics better and change the mentality. We tried. I don't think it was too critical to players, just analytical we are so also so critical with ourselves. We can admit when we're lucky to win this game. I won't focus long on this match because we play again on Saturday. So, um, look, yeah, and he gives credit to Watt for playing with a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, and he just said it's a lucky win today. We stole three points, PZ. It was a robbery. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yep. Tuchel said it was the, the first time that basically he said is the worst uh, game Chelsea ever have played under him. And uh, it's hard to disagree, even though we actually won. And uh, yeah, it was supremely uncharacteristic. We were expecting the worst with uh, seeing the lineup, but, you know, at least we should be able to keep possession. But we were we struggled to uh, deal with Watford's press. We struggled to link uh, passes together. The left corner of our lineup, which included Alonso, Saul, and Rudiger, uh, were absolutely, absolutely torn apart by Watford's uh, efforts. They concentrated on going down the sides, which was a, a, an obvious avenue to attack Chelsea, especially Alonso's side. Um, yeah, and then we even got that uh, you know unfortunate break after 12 minutes, and you you thought that would be a moment for Chelsea to kind of regather themselves, you know, start over, start again, basically. And <laughs> it was just more of the same. So it's uh, you know, Tuchel says he kept he kept things simple in the in the locker room or the dressing room to try to talk to these players. I mean, I, I like that he he took responsibility for the messaging, but I mean, it's. <laughs> once you send them out there it's kind of no, he shouldn't have been nothing they were hearing should have been new to them this is it's not like we need to reinvent the wheel to to beat Watford they were not great you know we the the first the for uh, the few times that we strung some passes together meaningful passes together we easily carved them apart uh you know that's how we score goals uh, the two goals um 
yeah, it's uh, I'm not sure. It's it's easy to um, to read into a bad result or or a, or, or a bad play, but like Tuchel said, you know, there's there's little value in in kind of especially for them to overanalyzing this. Other than don't do this again. Here's what you shouldn't do, um, and let's let's just go back to what was working because whatever this was uh, is is not is not good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we we played so much better at the weekend and lost points. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just I mean, that's kind of this league right now. It's just so up and down, and right. and left is right, and all this other stuff. Well, and yeah. it, it's like to me, to me, PZ, it's like. Could like from the first whistle, the restart whistle, and the second half whistle, they were up us the entire time. No space. There were and and it just Chelsea yeah. have seen a press before, right? It's, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, we expect that. It's, but but <laughs> you know, just, just because you get cope. pressed, you know, play out, play out of it. You know, this is what you work on. You you should not expect teams to sit back. If we if they sit back, then you know we're lamenting on being unable to break down. Uh, you know, park bus or whatever. Like this is good. We kind of want people to press us because we can play through them and attack the space. But today it was just it was a, it was a disaster. And I don't know if it was, you know, una- the wing backs being unable to to perform. You know, all having a, especially Alonso in a way, especially early on having a really bad day, or the midfield not being the usual. You know, I don't. I, not a huge fan of Jorginho over here, but like we really needed somebody to, to just like show for the ball. Don't run. That's third in the Ballon d'Or, Jorginho. To don't run sir. away. Um, Was he third? Yeah. I. So I mean, I think this does come down to the midfield for me, frankly, because you saw the amount of passing. We talked about that a couple of minutes ago. You saw the pass accuracy. What really happened here is Chelsea panicked and went long, and they went long to a front three that isn't. Uh, that didn't have Romelu Lukaku in it for most of the game and didn't have a focal point. And you know, I actually think, you know, the best part of Christian Pulisic's day, which was was very average, was the fact that he was able to win a few of those long balls and actually keep possession a little bit, which is shocking given his his frame, Brandon. But I I, I this was just this was just awful from front to back. And they're gonna have to regroup in a big way against West Ham on on Saturday because they play like that, we're going to get soundly beaten. Yeah, I wonder, you know, there's obviously six changes a lot. You know, it's over half the squad. You know, we still have some rocks. And we, you always think kind of like about the spine. And I think about the changes that Tuchel did end up making, right? And it was, to, I think, really try to provide balance in the sense of like, Tiago Silva came in to settle the back line. And it, and it moved Trevo you know, into the midfield because Saul wasn't really offering much of anything. And I think Ruben was struggling on his positioning next to Saul because they just, they, they have no chemistry. They had no link whatsoever. Um, and so, you know, when Silva came in, a lot of things did settle, but also made it super defensive. I mean, having Chalaba and Ruben in there really, you know, kind of kills off the attacking uh, prowess. Um, but when Hakim Ziyech came in, eventually uh, Lukaku, they were able to find little sparks in there. But it just it seemed as I so I ended up having to watch it this evening afterwards, knowing the result, knowing the sentiment on Twitter. And it was it was hard to get into this match when you're watching. It was just like malaise and like lack of connections all over the pitch. And it was just like this isn't the team we just watched even against United. I mean, like that team could pass out of pressure consistently. Uh, we were able to break lines like here. I mean, Alonso was completely 
out of it, um, was not able to link anything. Mendy was booting the ball more than what we've seen. And so I think, like I said, just it broke down consistently, uh, you know, so maybe credit for Watford. Uh, they let Dennis be a big problem. Actually, Rudiger struggled with him a lot of the match. And, um, you know, they they smelled blood and were able to run, run, run at us and, you know, had the free kick towards the end could have stole points but there's there's a lot of different things that just did not go today so hopefully we just got it all out in one go and now we're you know problems washed back to back to normal well when silva came on people a lot of people credited silva for you know changing the game but really i think what was more important is moving chalba in the midfield and i know some people you know unfortunately i read twitter a little bit too and not everyone was a fan of chalba in midfield but what he did was he was able to sit in the middle basically and provide a, a, a passing reference for somebody to, to generally be open. And the 15, 20 minutes that he played there was the best we looked all day. You know, the problem with Saul and, and Ruben playing together was there was no structure whatsoever. They're, if they're trying to do like a double six or whatever, it was not working. And then after Chalba got hurt and we dropped Ruben as the, the single holder, basically with Mount and Ziyech in front of him as a midfield three, we were still extremely open in the middle. And it was, I mean, we kind of got lucky in a way that Watford are not a good team and they could not take proper advantage of that. That's So, I mean, Silva coming on, I think was good. I mean, I love having him in the center and Rudiger Silva and Christensen as a back three is, is fantastic when Rudiger is on top of his game, which he wasn't today, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but more important was, was adding some shape to that midfield, which was just absolutely lacking with Saul and, and Ruben there together. And ideally I would have taken them both off, but you know, we, apparently we were saving Jorginho for the weekend. I, I mean, something, you gotta you gotta get ready. West Ham will be a big one at the weekend. What you're talking about. So look, the the passing was bad. The wingbacks were bad. The midfield never got control. Like I said, just kind of checking all these boxes. Um, but Mason Mount, Nick, uh, you know he came in. He's had uh, some limited minutes and some different roles, and he was able to, um, you know, really land a big presence uh, in the offensive attack here. He got the goal uh assist and hit the post as well smashed it really unlucky that that one didn't go in as well um so yeah so even Statman dave giving him some love as well on here uh, yep he is now chelsea's joint top scorer in the premier league this season with four goals um he's tied with reese james Classic. and you know I, I mean it's again he hasn't played well and he hasn't played a lot this year uh, up until the last you know kind of couple of matches he obviously played really well against a hapless Norwich and has done okay in some other games, but this has not been last year's version of Mason Mount by any means, but I, it, it was interesting that uh, they opted Joe put out uh, that Mason Mount is Chelsea's top goal scorer under Thomas Tuchel becoming the first player to reach double figures under the German in all competitions. Uh, that is crazy and ridiculous that you know you think about it's basically been a full year that Thomas Tuchel's a little less than a full year that Thomas Tuchel's been in the, in the role he came late January uh and 10 is the most amount of goals that one person has scored I mean like part of it is the yeah, system but how many goal scorers do we have like yeah I mean part of the 36 is the system and a lot of different goal scorers right. but I mean he's been 
you know, you take the whole collective under under Tuchel. He's been the best player that Chelsea have had oh, over yeah. the last year. And so it, it was really it's good, David, to see him kind of come back into a little bit of form. Definitely. You know, the, the Ballon d'Or was was handed out on, on Monday, was it? So Mason is just getting started on on the next year's campaign as soon as possible. You know, it's the new the new cycle starts here and it was a good it was a good game. I mean, I guess it's tough to say it was a good game just because the overall team performance was so terrible, but he made the difference when it mattered. Unlike, you know, we could have settled the game a little easy, earlier if uh, certain people in attack made better decisions. Uh, not to name any names, but, you know, Mr. Pulisic is uh, a couple couple bad decisions there that really, especially that pass to Havertz that... Uh, I'm not sure why he delayed it, and nobody knows why he delayed it. But if he doesn't delay it, that's a goal. That um, move, that move was bad for both of them. Havertz does not take yeah. a runner away at all, and then Pulisic yeah. waits far too long to play well, the pass. I mean, it's it was common. It was a comedy of errors. You had two on two. You have to score that goal. Yeah, it was one of those where like the run, the pass, the pass that was on was just the through ball. There was nothing. There was no need to get fancy here. Havertz was faster than any of those center backs to just send him through he beats both those guys he beats the goalkeeper just like he did but you know Pulisic I'm not sure what he was thinking like was he expecting Havers to run wide which was not the run to make I I don't understand well, and then and then Havertz had a couple of open field passing opportunities to mount and Pulisic that yeah. he blasted for some reason <laughs> yeah. I mean there's there a couple of those or ZX sent one like a punt down yeah. i'm not even like what was he what was he aiming for like i understand overhitting a ball but like that one was not even close he was like shooting was, like, he thought for a second he was gonna shoot I don't, know, I don't know so it was one of those where like everybody made a lot of bad passes and it was ironic that uh, well ironic great that zx scored the second goal but he had a terrible game until terrible. that point <laughs> he, was, he was straight up awful. oh man it was it was one of those is it's a it's a strange game this uh, this old football where you can play really badly and and get all three points and play pretty well and have to make one mistake all game and have to settle for a share of the points so you know you you uh it you, they say it's one of, it's one of those games or they say we say it's one of those games where you have to win if you want to be champions etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know put this in the bank and run away run with it don't, don't look back. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Pulisic struggled today. Big Rom still kind of waiting for things to click to him. But, like, you put him into alphabet soup. I mean, he honestly didn't have a shot today. Uh, that was just... He had a shot. It was walked. Sorry, I meant, like, he didn't have a chance to be successful. Sorry. Ah, Crazy. I thought he did all right. Right, but, I mean, like, when it was so disjointed at that point and he Ow. made the subs, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's kind of coming in. You're like, well... Uh, hopefully we can get some crosses and give him a chance. But, you know, he, he, he had a yeah. big ask to come in and try to save that. And he did. He did one the first couple, first time, couple times that we found him. You know, he was able to hold up the ball, bring bring some other players into play, which is something we lacked the rest of the game. And uh, he almost managed to free himself for a shot. But I believe it was blocked. So. Yeah. Um, Unfortunate. So, yeah, subs, you know, eh, kind of worked. I mean, they did on paper, but. Not not via the eye test. Um, so played better after them, mm. right? Yeah, you know, 
it's <laughs> every every sub every sub made a difference in in improving improving the way we played at least as far as I was concerned it, and it, it, honestly probably should have made the soul change at like the 12 minute mark when we got the first break <laughs> sorry sorry buddy uh I, I, yeah I guess what what are your thoughts on this like Pulisic right wing back ultra attacking formation thing <sighs> that he's trying to do like I understand it and like I, I think certainly he, in like yeah. 10 minute spurts he it, keeps saying a, that Pulisic can play wing back I'm like are you sure I it, it <laughs> seems pretty dicey like I watched yeah. he tried to clear like a cross with his head towards the end and just like oh it's fantastic it out of bounds like he set up he set up for like two minutes and then he still missed it yeah. or well at least he got his head to it in fairness and I, well, at least one out of bounds yeah but uh yeah I mean I don't trust I would him not... on the back post as a goalkeeper no, yeah. In fairness to him, he did make one clearance when he dropped back in to head clear across much better than the one he did at the end. So, I mean, he's clearly working at, on this position and they're, they're working him in practice because he's uh, he knows the theory. He knows where he should be. And, you know, the way, the way Pulisic's been going this season and his stop start all year, like I'd rather have him there than Hudson-Odoi. Just because that way Hudson Odoi can get more minutes up front, and I'd like to see Pulisic get minutes up front too, but he's not been very effective and not making good decisions. So if he needs to, um, you know, slot in and, and do some work as as the wing back and 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 take some minutes away as as we deal with these injuries, then that's fine by me. Yeah, I think they have the same amount of Premier League goals. <laughs> do they? Yeah. Ah. Wow. Which is yeah, I, I, that that was kind of the point that we had on on a show a couple of weeks ago. Which is like, I think Cal's played really yeah. pretty well since he came into this into the team, but the the stats aren't necessarily supporting his entire. Yeah, I don't. I don't really need either one of them to really score too much. If 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 they're if they're affecting the game in a positive way in attack, yeah. which Hudson always seemed to have been seemed to be doing. Um. I mean, with we're playing with Havertz and and whoever else, then then let, let's see more of that. And I think today the fact that he didn't start means that he's he's kind of like the first choice attacking lineup at this point. I would expect. You know, he might not start in the weekend, and then I'll be completely wrong. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think him not starting today means he'll he'll be he's starting on the weekend. So it's good good to see good to see Hudson Odoi in good form. And you know, Pulisic just needs minutes and 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 stay healthy, and hopefully he can uh, play himself back into good decision shape, mental fitness. Um, you know, speaking about that, you know, the the injury FC tag is back, right? With that being said, Chelsea went, did it go away? Well, you know, Chelsea went from almost completely healthy to very injured as quickly as Tom Holland leaked Spider Man secrets, which. I'm sure you what? guys understand that. Pop reference. culture references. Yeah, I'm reading the script, PZ. I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, um, oh I didn't read the script. <laughs> it's it's my on, job. It's my I'm job. Doing my not doing yours. my goddamn best here on the script writing. Where's, where's my Marvel royalties? Oh, I, yeah. I look. I'm. You guys are loving this. I. I. Yes, Tom Holland. You silly man. You leaking Spider-Man 17. All right, go away. This but you know, to talk about the injuries. A lot of the, a lot of the international breaks, right? Like no time off. Uh, you know, they're going away. They're playing multiple matches, adding travel. So we've got Reese James with knock, Trevor with a knock, Chilwell out waiting to see if his knee heals itself. Yeah. 
Conte out for the year. Yeah, Conte managing fitness. Jorginho apparently managing fitness while his agent manages transfer speculation. Uh, Ngolo uh, Conte. This would be the other Ngolo. Ngolo and Conte. Yeah, the oh other my god. Conte. Oh, we're screwed. You know, he, he plays like. Oh, he's sorry. Two that was supposed to be Kovacic. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> uh, Kovacic with the knock, and then now you got Mount Lukaku, Pulisic, and Werner. Uh, just recently back, so you know, still gaining sharpness and uh, good decision making fitness, as we just talked about. So, um, it's it's way more than you want, especially to keep players. We're trying to hold on. Uh, we knew that we had um, a shallow squad depth in the in the middle already, and I think that was really highlighted today, Nick. Yeah, I mean the the yeah the the question we got from RJ Good Things is which area of the pitch concerns you more based on our injury concerns? Is it wingbacks or midfield? And I think based off of today, you have to say midfield. Like <laughs> why, I, I think why not both? Yeah, why, why not both? Right. Um, I think that Ruben uh, can play in that double six role. I do think he has to be accompanied by one of the other three, though. You know, in, in Kovacic, Shortino, or Conte. He clearly did not have a good game today. He gave the ball away too much, didn't impact the game in, in any sort of meaningful way. And honestly, the team kind of played around the midfield in general. But I feel a lot better about him than I do about Saul. And <laughs> yeah, pretty then, sure we're not seeing Saul again. And then. I think Tuchel will stop short of saying just that in those words after the game. Yeah. So I think he said something like, I'm not sure where we go from here with Saul. And it's like, well, I think we know where we're going with Saul. And it's back to Madrid. To the, yeah. <laughs> send him back to sender. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it is just it's a little interesting, though, because. I mean, we know that Conte is probably a once a week player at this point. We know that, you know, Kovacic is going to be out for a little bit. Uh, and and Jorginho needs to be seriously managed. So then, who's that rotation player? Is it Trev, who makes a more regular kind of appearance in the midfield? PZ, like, what's your, what are your thoughts? He could be. He he used to play. You know, he played at Ipswich when he was on loan as a midfielder. He played a couple of times in uh, last season at Lorient, yep. or however you say it in France. Lorient. Sure. Uh, you have to man. have to make that face you, too. You have, to make, you have to make that dumb face if you're an American. You try and say French words, yeah. Joey Barton, yep. yeah. So I mean, Chalaba, you know, he's not, he's not, uh, it's not exactly a dynamic midfielder, but he is somebody like we mentioned earlier. He gives structure to that to the to the midfield um, and allows somebody like Ruben to to be effective further forward. It's not my ideal solution, but uh, Conte obviously. Keeps getting injured. Jorginho can't play every minute. Uh, Kovacic, hopefully, I'm not sure what's happening with him because he just had a hamstring injury. And I know hamstrings can linger and be annoying uh, much longer than people expect. But it's like nobody's saying anything. He seems to have just disappeared off the face of the earth. So it's time time to come back. Christmas miracles and all that. So You want to see Ziyech freelancing in the midfield, do you? No, I don't. I definitely don't. I'd rather see Mountain playing in a in a double pivot at this point, but that's also not a not a good solution. Yeah. You know, it's hopefully we can just get people back. Uh, I thought I thought we had gotten over the whole Conte injury thing, and now he's he's hurt again. So it's 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 concerning. Um, you know, Kovacic really needs to to get get his hamstrings repaired. Go talk to Diego. 
about some horse placenta or whatever he used yeah. to take it over, get over his his uh, hamstring injuries and uh, and get back to business. Because I think, you know, the question being, uh, are we more concerned about midfield or, or wingbacks? Like if we started the season, the midfield looked like it was stacked. We had three players. We brought in Saul. You know, people saying, well, if he was actually good, Atletico wouldn't have let him go. But like he also wanted a, a change of scenery and all that. Um, so I was not concerned about midfield at all. Wingbacks, I would say, would be a bigger concern if James stays away. Chilwell, you know, we're waiting apparently six weeks to see if somehow his ACL just heals, heals itself, which seems like a really bad plan. As somebody who... <laughs> Not that I'm an expert, but I tore my ACL two years ago and, you know, it's the whole waiting part. It's it's not going to get better. Like if if it's bad, if it's torn even a little bit, it's the you're a professional athlete. You cannot just rely on the other, your other muscles to to get you by. So I think this whole waiting six weeks with Joel and see what happens is just going to result in a surgery six weeks after he should have had surgery. But, you know, I'm not a doctor. That that is Hashtag. fair to to point out. Hashtag not a doctor. Neither is Joe Rogan. So I did stay on holiday in last night. For uh, for those who are paying Hashtag. attention, Joe Rogan not a doctor either. Um, you know, got a lot of that today, uh, which was uh, unfortunate. Yeah, well. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I I looked at this today, and I I think that it it was pretty obvious to me that Jorginho was the biggest miss out of that yeah. group, and. You know, obviously, I think Chilwell might be the biggest miss overall. You know, yeah, I mean, especially as he's like presumably we'll getting Jorginho back soon, yeah. like this weekend, and Conte hopefully and Kovacic. Yeah. But like Chilwell, even if it's just six weeks, which yeah. probably isn't, but even if it's six weeks, like who else are you going to play there? Alonso, okay, he's not he, he's not shown the uh, form that he showed this uh, the first couple months of the season when well, suddenly he. He played like it was 2016. Uh, and so he cut his hair. That's concerning. Yeah, I was a little worried about that. Uh, it definitely looks... Oh, I missed that. Is he Samson? Yeah. No, yeah. it's definitely a lot... It's shorter, though, which, you know, he's mm, lost some bummer. of his swag because of that. Never never cut your hair when you're in good form. Yeah. That's I, rule number one. It really, it you, really is. Oh, my God. You would think he'd know it by now. <laughs> very, um, very true. But that in, in the long term, that's much more concerning to me. If we're facing the rest of the season with Alonzo and, you know, James as your left wing back, Aspilicueta, go to a back four, Harvey Vale, Saul, which would be hilarious because part of the reason he, le- he left Atletico is to not play left wing back. And Tuchel but, named uh, him as an option after United. Yeah, that, that was... No, he named it today, too. Um when he was asked, you know, what? Yeah, he he said one Today of the reasons. Was not the day to make changes. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was one of the reasons Saul got the start is because he figured at that some point later in the game he could try this out in a game situation to take Alonso off and put Saul as left wing back. But Saul played so badly that he didn't even make it into the second half, and so yeah, good times. It's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I hate to see. I mean, he's still, still so young. Like you don't want to write him off, but like what whatever did happen to that guy is it's a drink water size mystery. 
Uh, without no. it being or a Bakayoko size mystery. So do you think wing back wing or left wing back is Ling the back. left wing back is the is the biggest miss essentially because of the lack of depth. Whereas like midfield, we're still able to get by. Well, certainly today the midfield was the big concern. But like just looking longish longer term, you know, I'm not really concerned about the midfield because we'll get the players that we need there back. We're not like Saul and Ruben. We're never going to see that again, unless we're playing maybe a fourth division side in the FA Cup. You know, maybe we'll see, might see Ruben with somebody else. I doubt we'll ever see Saul again. Um, you know, we have other options to play there, including Ross, the boss, Barkley, as much as that, as weird as that is. But, you know, yeah, in long term, if, that's Barkledino to you, uh, sir. Please. Sorry, his he has new, he has more nicknames than you know minutes for Chelsea. He had a good but, run in uh, there. It just it, that those opportunities have dried up. Was it two games Look, compared to what I expected? The fact that he played busy, I <laughs> broke all my expectations of zero uh, minutes. Yes. So I mean, you know that that proves that proves my earlier point about you know Tuchel rewarding good performances supposedly in training. You know Barkley. He's good. I don't. I don't want to rely on Barkley. I like him as a substitute impact if we need him in certain e- situations, EFL not cup. in big games. Yeah, so, yeah. so, not to beat the dead horse here, but the the stats on Saul were were pretty horrific today. Uh, seven successful passes, uh, four of those to the to the the center backs and Mendy, uh, and then commit. He committed two fouls, had a yellow card. The yellow was super uh. soft, by the way. It was it was. You know, given the I was, rest of the yellows. I was concerned he was he was I was concerned he truly was gonna pull a Bakayoko at Watford when yeah. that he would not even make the halftime. There was a couple super lazy tackles. He just like waved the leg out and I was like, What are you doing? Like that's you make that when you don't or you're not on the yellow and maybe he forgot he got a yellow card early on, but man. He's committed eight fouls in his previous three starts. <laughs> He's just he, he just does not look like he has the ability nice. to cope with the tempo. He's, he's completely like, off the pace every time. Yeah. So that that's it. That's all on Saul. We can move on. Deal. Uh, so we just want to wrap looking ahead at Chelsea's tricky festive fixtures because it's not going to get any easier from here on out. You got West Ham on the 4th, uh, Zena on the 8th, Leeds on the 11th, Everton on the 16th, Wolves on the 19th, Brentford on the 22nd, Villa on the 26th, Brighton on the 29th, Liverpool on the 2nd, and then a little bit of a break, but we might be going to the F- Club World Cup if they ever announce it. So... Again, you have a mixture of Premier League yep. matches, EFL Cup matches, uh, and obviously Champions League with Zenit. So uh, just a, a fun little holiday punch bowl of fixtures, one might say. Mm-hmm. It's not really, it's really not that tough. Like it shouldn't be that tough. West Ham, tough, obviously, because, you know, that's like their it, Super Bowl. I think it's more tough than it uh, might look on paper. Like, Everton surely- are terrible, terrible. Yeah, but Brentford, surely they're going to show up against us. Like, sure, like Wolves are playing better right now. Villa uh, we'll, are playing we'll better. Give, we'll give Rafa a good reception. You know, he'll he'll. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like, F-S-W. I think it's F-S-W. I think it's just a little. I think it's a little harder than people are are giving it what, credit for. What, I think what makes it me. hard is that like one slip can very much compound into three slips in this. this well, time. yeah, what what makes it tough is there's literally three good teams and everybody, they keep winning. So, you know, dropping the two points is, is suddenly made it uh, no, no margin for error. And this is the time, December, January, February, when it's probably going to get decided here, or we're at least going to drop one of the three. 
So hopefully we're not not that third team who falls off the race, falls off the pace in the next, uh, you know, over this period. Yeah, I'll get to goal difference and all that in, in a second here. But uh, um, we kind of talked about if we're worried. Uh, w- do you feel like there's any of these, Nick, that stick out to you as like the biggest test or trap potentially? I mean, Matt Law even saying you might as well just completely throw in the towel with Brentford because you're not going to even have a team to play in the next round if you do advance, just like Liverpool had to do in the Club World Cup a couple years ago. Um, but you've got a couple new managers in there, you know, Steven Gerrard at Villa, um, Leeds United are struggling, but that just seems like the most perfect, you know, thing to, to, to trip us. Obviously West Ham being by far and away the best team in this run of December. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, you know, I think how Saturday goes might kind of give us an indication of the rest of it because, to to me that we we have a little stat man Dave here that they've scored from six set pieces in the Premier League this season. Only Liverpool have scored from more, or Liverpool with eight have scored more. Um, but West Ham are are legitimately a top four contender this year. I mean they they've played really really well, and uh, you know I don't know how you feel about you know if if they have enough horses, David, to to make it all the way, or if this is just kind of an early season you know fluke but i think they're actually a pretty decent squad i think they are as far as the chasing pack goes they they certainly have a legitimate chance at at uh champions league top four finish i mean there's if we're assuming that the top three stay the top three stay what they are for the next foreseeable future you know west ham certainly could beat out the, the rest of the chasing pack to stay fourth i mean they dropped points today to brighton which is not the greatest result for them. Um, but they have the talent. They have the squad. Uh, I don't know if they have the manager, but, you know, Moisey, he's he's done all right. He's not going to reinvent the wheel, which sometimes you don't have to. They have, like I said, they have fantastic players when they're on form. And us going to West Ham is is always is always tough. Mm-hmm. So we're we're catching up yeah. in a bit of a slide. They've uh, d- drawn their last one, uh, lost their last two. Obviously, they what drew a city. So, um, or no, they they end up giving up a, a late late loss. But anyway, so you know they haven't they haven't won uh, you know for three matches in a row now. But oh, there you go, even more reason that they're going to win. Even more reason. They're <laughs> much almost rather, much rather play them in good form than you know bad form. You know, it's always. Yeah, well, obviously they're they're a one competition team, right? So they play once a week. Hypothetically, obviously, you know, less to juggle in this time than than Chelsea do. So we'll have to see how it goes. Um, Zenit's a bit of a dead rubber. Um, you know, Wolves have been pretty tame this season. Uh, same with Everton; they've been struggling with some injuries as well. So we'll just have to see. I mean, it's it's there to pick up pretty much maximum points, but. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't drop a couple points here and there. I don't think we will look to lose any of these matches, but I could definitely see uh, a couple I, a couple of draws trickle the way in. Yeah, I, I think there is. I think there's likely a trap game in here, and I don't. You know, I mean, it, it might have been today, right? I mean, we we could look back on this and go, "Wow, Watford was the." We we definitely treated it as a guinea, yeah. and it was not. So yeah. so perhaps we we'll do that. Yeah, but I, I do think just the amount of games, the amount of international football, it's going to put every squad, especially in that you know the top four or five, it in a bit of bother. You know, frankly, you know, I think we're going to see our squad stretched as thin as it 
will go over this next five weeks. And, you know, hopefully after that, we really start to get everyone back healthy and are able to make a real charge in, in January and February. I mean, but this yeah, is you, tricky. You definitely hope that today's gamble pays off because it definitely got treated this midweek game as if it was a Zenit game or a Brentford game where it's either we're not an important competition or we're already into the knockout round. So, you know, it's it's okay to lose that one. It's not I mean, it's not okay to lose. But, you know, if you're going to lose any of these games, you want to lose those games. We treated today's game as as one of those to rotate the squad and get get some get some people minutes on the bench instead of minutes on the legs. So hopefully that pays off and we can we can play the A team on against West Ham and Leeds. And then that week with Everton and Wolves, that's gonna be tough. But then we can rotate for Brentford and and then tackle the the boxing day to New Year's stretch, which is tough for everybody. All right. Well Dan of the match pull for this one. Um don't know who tweeted this. It's very simple and to the point. Dan of the match versus Watford. <laughs> I love it. Keep it simple. We had Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, Edouard Mendy. Other comments. Mason Mount running away with it at 70%. Love to see a little bit of love for Edouard Mendy, even though probably not his best game. Um, yeah. Kept us in it, though. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Couple, couple big saves. Didn't hurt us. I'll give you that much. Bum- he even hurt his ankle. For a minute, I was kind of, I was concerned. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed pretty. It was that, pretty nothing. It was at that moment where I, where I uh, tweeted out that this game is stupid. <laughs> Correctly, that, so yeah. Honorable mentions from AJ Huston said physios for man of the match. They did a lot of work today. Uh, <laughs> yes, they did. Tanner Boyle saying Ziyech has to be in there. Did score the game winner. And James mm. saying Tiago Silva for stabilizing the back. Which DPZ said that was actually a false front for. Shalaba doing the business. So uh, all good names in there. So uh, as it stands, right, we've had... PZ hates Diago Silva, as we all know. So Yeah, you heard, you heard it that's here. That's <laughs> Are you just mad because you're the same age and he's still kicking? Uh, hey, hey, I have at least two years on him. <laughs> um, so some of the other results from, from this match week, uh, because, again, Tuesday, Wednesday, super, super weird to kind of take uh, all we have one in. tomorrow too, right? Yeah, we do. We have uh, one more Spurs Brentford. Oh, and United Arsenal actually. So two more. So uh, Newcastle Norwich drew. Uh, Leeds beating Palace one nothing. Uh, Southampton Leicester City drawing. Uh, Wolves Burnley drawing. Watford losing Chelsea as we know. Uh, West Ham drawing Brighton. That was that was the draw today. Uh, Liverpool smashing Everton and the Merseyside Derby. Man City beating Villa. And then again, Tottenham, Brentford tomorrow with Man United, Arsenal as well. So uh, as it stands in the table, you know, Chelsea's still on top with 33 points. Man City on second on 32 points. Liverpool in third on 31 points. Goal difference. We're at 27. Man City growing to 21. Liverpool continuing to rise to 31. So uh, a lot of, I guess the gap is closing in there. We can't lose Liverpool, uh, if we really want to stay in it. Uh, Arsenal 5th, Wolves 6th, Brighton 7th, Spurs ninth, United 10th, because that's fun to talk about. Um, And then relegation, Newcastle still winless. Unbelievable. They're in 20th, North City in 19th, Burnley 18th, uh, Wofford not far away, especially because Burnley still has to play because they're Spurs match postponed. Interesting here, Nick, that XG philosophy saying expected points versus actual points in this graph. Yeah, so XG Philosophy has this whole... I would just go to their thread because they explain the expected points in, in great detail or whatever. But just to summarize, uh, the expected points would be 
uh, Man City at the top, Liverpool in second, Chelsea in third, then a bunch of folks kind of down the table uh, and including Brentford, West Ham and Crystal Palace, actually kind of that next pack. And then basically every other team in the league and Newcastle at the bottom. Uh, That's kind of how that uh, expected uh, point should be. The actual table, of course, is Chelsea City and Liverpool very close. Arsenal, West Ham kind of tied in there. And then the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it. It's a pretty poor league this year overall from like from strength to strength i, I it's a lot of well, everybody's just good e- everybody's everybody's top four team david you know if you really believe everybody's a mid-table team except three teams who are really good and the teams yeah. that are absolute anchors at the bottom so i mean newcastle is just hilarious and i hope they get relegated <laughs> you're not you're not alone in that <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. This isn't a hot Three, take. I understand. Three hundred million pound uh, relegation. <laughs> it would be. It's amazing. I, I'm. I'm here for See it. See ya, Eddie. So, anyways. Oh no, he's. They already hired the best championship manager in Eddie no, Howe. They're already just preparing for life in the second but division. We have to wave goodbye as he leaves the Premier League uh, to go to the championship oh. again. But anyways, uh, yeah. Watford match review done and dusted. We always said, hey, it's midweek. Let's keep it short. Did not keep it short. We went full length. Nope. And uh, we appreciate it. Peasy for you jumping on post yoga. Nice and zen. <laughs> this is I'm always zen. compared to normal <laughs> when you're just throwing spitfire oh, yeah. you're angry well you're... clearly I, I just put in that hot take about Newcastle you know y'all weren't ready <laughs> saved it for the end so uh, super <laughs> awesome well hey we appreciate it's good to see you as always I'm sure the listeners will love it if you did go tweet at him not yeah. that he's going to read it anyways but you know just, just go say <laughs> thanks for jumping on uh, Nick he'll occasionally drop a little comment on one of my tweets and and it'll be in that dry. Sarcastic. I almost replied to one of them today. I almost <laughs> replied to one of them today when you're slagging off Havers with the run. But then I got to say my piece here, so it's all right. <laughs> Sick all right. for the big well, stage. Nailed it. Good. All right. Well, hey, we'll be back. Like I said, uh, FA Cup uh, preview on the women's side. Big one. FA Cup final. Silverware on the line. So excited to hear what Nick and company have to say about that one. So anyways, that's going to wrap us up, Chelsea fans. Until next time, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.